Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the many things you've already blessed us with throughout this day. Now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. Thank you all so much for it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of made to Z in the word knowledge, if we'll turn to the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, and we've seen in chapter 1 the ascension of Jesus Christ. In ten days after the ascension of Jesus Christ, we see the day of Pentecost, where the disciples receive the indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost and able to receive all that knowledge that comes along with that, that the Lord told them that they would receive back over in the Gospel of John. So here in Acts chapter 2, it reads, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? And then it goes on to list those various areas that they came from. Because they were in those areas and grew up in those areas after they were scattered on the division of the kingdoms. So now we see that they come together for these celebrations and they came into town for Pentecost and were able to witness this power that the Holy Ghost gave them to be able to speak in those other languages. The purpose for speaking in those other languages was to spread the gospel to those other languages. And we know back over in John chapter 14, verse 26, where it reads, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we see here how the Holy Ghost has taught them immediately how to speak these other languages. It wasn't given them to, to use just to show that they are so holy and righteous as many people like to to utilize speaking in tongues as that. Speaking in tongues as a purpose. Purpose is to be able to speak other languages to spread the gospel. And they were displaying that there. All right, now we go on to Romans. And here in Romans, we see a reference to the attitude and the behavior of mankind then and now especially now. And it's going to be getting worse the closer we get to the last days. But here we see in Romans chapter 1, pick it up, verse 15. Now, of course, this is a letter of Paul to the church at Rome. So, as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, 
For it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For what therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. This revelation of the knowledge of God and his creation and his trinity, his existence is what we'll be focusing on here. It reads, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. The revelation of this comes from God to all mankind. Read it again. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. See here, it points out specifically that God has made himself known to all mankind. They either choose to accept or to reject what he has revealed to them. Read it, verse 19 again. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Without excuse. Everyone who denies God is without excuse. Everyone that denies creation is without excuse. Because that's what he's talking about here. As he said that in verse 20 again. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Ignorance is no excuse. If you're ignorant, you need to open your eyes and see what the Lord is revealing. And then you won't be ignorant anymore. Because ignorant is a lack of knowledge. And come judgment day, you're not going to be able to say, well, I didn't know you existed. Right here. All of creation pro proclaims the existence of God. As it continues. Because that, when they knew God, see, everyone knows God, they either accept or reject. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. When they reject, when they turn away, then the devil just comes on in that much stronger and pulls that bag over their head, and then they grab that bag and they hold it down because they want to stay in their sins. They want to be ignorant of the existence of God because then they can do what they want and think they're going to get away with it. Simple as that. It's their own selfish, lustful desires. Unthankful for what they've been revealed. Rejecting what they've been revealed. 21 again. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Unthankful and vain, which means fleeting away and worthless. 
And their heart was darkened. And it gets darker and darker. And it's evident in their behaviors. Unthankful, they start being ungrateful for life itself. They start trashing their own bodies and harming others because they're ungrateful, selfish. And verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. This is where you get into these professors and teachers that want to convince others that God doesn't exist, to convince others of evolution. They profess themselves to be wise, but they become fools. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Here he's getting all the way into those that have built idols and worshipped carvings and so forth. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. The Lord backs off and says, All right, you just have at it. Go ahead and waller in your sins. And they do. And they flaunt it. And they spread it. And they try to teach others to accept it as normal behavior. And now he gets into some explanations of the behavior, some descriptions of the behavior, some items that they've pointed out, what they do, what they want to do, the manners, as it says here in verse 25, who change the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. They serve themselves. And they serve each other. They don't serve God. For this cause. For what's the cause? Because they've turned against God. They've worshipped themselves and each other. And creatures. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. That's talking about lesbianism. That's talking about this perversion that it seems to be popular these days and growing more popular of mutating their bodies and transforming themselves into a counterfeit version of something else, either male to female or female to male, which is impossible, but they can make counterfeits by surgery and chemicals, and implants and and everything they do to counterfeit themselves into something they are not. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their Error which was meat. So you got lesbianism, homosexuality, any kind of sexual perversions, the counterfeits, all of that falls into those two right there. And they are without excuse. As it continues, it gives some more description of their state of mind and their state of being. Verse 28. 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, so they don't want to retain God in their knowledge. They don't want to know that God exists because then they've got to be accountable to him. So they reinvent God into something else that accepts their behavior and even encourages it. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. This reprobate mind is a very interesting subject. Reprobate mind speaks of a mind that the Lord no longer reaches out to. The Holy Ghost no longer reaches them. They have reached a point of no return. They are doomed for an eternity in the lake of fire. But I caution you, I caution you over and over, do not try to determine yourself whether someone is reprobate or not. That is not for us to do. That is only for God to do. This is only within His power. We can look around. We can see the results of ungodliness. We can see those that are so selfish, and we can see those that are perverted. But we cannot determine that they are hopeless, that they are doomed, that they are reprobate. We need to reach them if we possibly can. Continue to reach out to them with love and shine the light of Jesus Christ upon them so maybe there's still the chance for those extremely perverted individuals to come out of that and come back to the Lord. But as I say, do not try to determine yourself as someone is reprobate. Because look at the examples that we've been given in the Word of God. Some of the most treacherous scoundrels, scoundrels in the, even the one writing this, Paul, he was an evil fellow. He was going around hunting down Christians and taking them back to Jerusalem so they could be slaughtered, tortured, and horribly treated and even killed. Someone would have clearly said and probably back then would have claimed that he was ungodly and would never reach the point of salvation. But he turned things around. The Lord saved him on that road to Damascus. On his way to Damascus to hunt down more Christians and take them back to be slaughtered, the Lord saved him. So if he can save somebody like Paul, he can save pretty much anybody. So let's not fall into the trap of trying to judge someone and condemning them to hell by saying that they are reprobate. It's only for the Lord to do. Let's read 28 again. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. And we truly see a lot of that going on. With the recent riots of the last few years, with the uprisings and protests, you see these people that he's describing right here. These pride parades, because he's talking about there being proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. 
disobedient parents, without understanding. It's one of the key things there. They don't have the knowledge that they need. They are without understanding because they've rejected it. They don't want it. And then in verse 32, we see what's clearly being displayed. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now these reprobate ones that have the knowledge of God and have the knowledge of an eternity in hell seek others to come in and do the same things that they are doing. They have become so evil that they want to take more down with them. And they reach out and try to pervert the children, which are the most susceptible to their persuasions. And they're doing a really good job of it these days. They go into the schools. They go into the libraries. They go various places and they seek children and pervert them so that they can grow up and be as perverted as they are and be feeling better because they've got more people coming in and doing the same things that they're doing so they feel it's more accepted the new norm the woke bunch as they call themselves these days pure evil plain and simple let's look at this list once again starting with verse 28 and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, and that's everlasting death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They love it when they get others to come in and do the same thing. Now this rolls right on over into chapter 2 with a caution to the Christians that are looking at these ungodly folks out there. Chapter 2. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man. This is a message going to the believers. Whosoever thou art that judgest, now, this judging here is not talking about evaluating the behavior. This is talking about condemning them, saying that they are a reprobate, saying that they are doomed for hell, that they are needing to go to hell. That's wrong. We got to reach out to everyone. That's, like I say, once again, it's an extreme caution that he's giving you right here given all of us right here. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judges doeth the same things. Doeth the same things. 
You might not have the exact same perversion as they do, but you're sinning, therefore it's the same thing. You're sinning because you're condemning someone. You cannot condemn someone. That's only for the Lord to do. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them that commit such things. We've got to be at peace knowing the Lord's going to do the judging. We don't have to do the judging. We don't have to condemn anyone. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judges them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? We've got to know the grace of God. It was by grace that we were reached, by grace that the Holy Ghost worked with us, that we weren't condemned into being reprobate, that He continued to work with us until we repented and become born again and become adopted into the family. That was by grace. That was by mercy. And we know He can save those, turn others around as well. So we do not condemn others, plain and simple. I'd caution. You condemn others, you're condemning yourself. As it continues, But after thy hardness and impotent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. God's going to take care of it. We don't have to worry about it. To them who be patient, continuance in well-doing, seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. There's going to be a day of accountability. They're going to pay for it. They're going to suffer for it. But if you're a Christian, if you're a loyal Christian, faith-filled, prayed-up Christian, you have verse 10. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. So we see here that no matter what you've gotten into, trust the Lord. Accept the knowledge of the existence of God. The creation itself proclaims the existence of God. All right, now turn on over to Romans chapter 3, pick it up in verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. See, we all start out this way. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. 
their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. The law is given to us so that we can look at the law and study the law and know the will of the Lord, what is right, what is wrong. As we begin into Christianity, as we begin to be convicted of our sins and become a Christian, we can look at the law and find out, well, we've been doing these things, we shouldn't have been doing these things, therefore we need to get out of those things. That's what he's talking about. We found guilty before God when we look at the law and we find out what we've been doing is wrong, and he lets us know it by way of the Holy Ghost, and then we need to ask for forgiveness for it. Get it washed away. Verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is, is the knowledge of sin. We're not saved by knowing the law or even fulfilling the law. We're saved by the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ that comes upon us when we accept the finished work of Jesus Christ. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. So our belief in Jesus Christ can save us, anyone, Jew or not Jew, anyone. That's to whosoever. And in verse 23, sums it up with this word concerning the sin, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No one comes into this world sinless, because we're descendants of Adam. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's how we get justified. That's how we get found innocent, is by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Whom God hath set forth to be the propitiation through faith in His blood. See, he paid for our sins. He paid the penalty is to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of Him which believeth in Jesus. See, when we trust in Him, when we follow Him, He can save us and wash us clean by His finished work, and He gets all the honor and all the glory for it. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So we become justified. We become found innocent because Jesus Christ has paid for all sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. We accept and know the fact that we are lost, that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then we trust in Jesus Christ and His finished work, and that He has paid the price. He has bought us all back. We accept that. We receive forgiveness, and we become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. We become adopted into the family. So awesome. It is by grace 
It is by the faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, not by our works of the law. The law lets us know what is right, what is wrong. It reveals to us, like it said there, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Back over in verse 20. That's the key in this. We can study the law and know what is right, what is wrong. The knowledge of sin. What sin is. What he wants us to do, what he wants us not to do. And then we study that, understand that, we apply that, we grow, and then the dwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost continues to teach us, makes us more aware of the perfect will of God and His desire for us and His work for us to be able to do. We don't get to heaven by our works, but we do get blessings by our works. So let's take all that knowledge that we can get through studying His Word and knowledge and understanding of what sin is, stay away from the sin, and help others come out of their sin by understanding salvation and getting washed in the blood. And know that we've been bought back by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Accept that, receive that, and hang on to it, and receive all the many, many blessings that come along with it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the knowledge that you give us when we study your word. Help us always to stay hungry, to dig in there and to find that information that we need to better walk the pathway you want us to be on. And help all of us be encouraged to open up and share that knowledge with others. To share your love and to shine your light into this dark world that seems to be getting darker by the day. And help all of us stay on that straight and narrow. To bring you honor and glory through everything we say, everything that we do. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.